What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to chapter 112 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. The Trump getting COVID is the storm episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. Listener, I very much hope this podcast finds you personally in good health. And I'm going to ask my friend Jake and Travis to tell me, how is their health? I mean, I think, uh, think I feel good. I mean, I mm-hmm. haven't been tested, but I'm going to say good. Yeah. Nice. Physically fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Physically a little fine. overweight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, right. We could eat A little better. soft. We yeah. could... Getting old. Hair's gone missing. My hair's coming back. Deteriorating. I'm reversing. By the time quarantine, by the time quarantine and COVID is over, I'm going to look 10 years younger than my contemporaries. Yeah. Isn't that one of the Trump theories that we're going to explore, that he's coming out of the hospital looking better than ever? Hey, man. Hey, man. Good luck. Hey, good luck. So today, as I've said, we're going to be taking a look at some of the conspiracy theories that have sprung up in the Q-universe in the wake of Trump contracting the COVID-19 virus alongside some of our faves in his entourage, like our man Chris Christie. Who, who could forget that great guy? Right, right. They apparently didn't even send a text message to to like, Tell him that this shit was going down. Owned Mr. Owned Chris Christie forever. Yeah, that gets you back for shutting that bridge down. The nature of the ownage yet to be yeah. determined. But before all that, QAnon news. First up, QAnon followers speculate on Biden's cybernetic enhancements during the first presidential debate. Recently, the first and possibly the only presidential debate between <laughs> Trump and Biden occurred. R.I.P. And um, on uh, September 10th, weeks before the debate, Q threw out a couple of conspiracy theories uh, that people could try for the debate in a Q drop. Mm. One, Biden camp will find excuse slash reason to terminate. Two, Biden camp will be provided the questions ahead of time. Three, Biden camp will be provided the questions ahead of time and assistance in form of a special communication device. Q. I love about this is that is that they purport like Q provides them with insi- insider information about what's really going down, but so this provides this provides <laughs> this like just, what, what would you like to? <laughs> yeah, well, here's a yeah here's a menu here's a selection. Yeah, choose whatever you like, and um, yeah. this is pick your fighter. Yeah, it is, and th- this is of course the classic. You know, it says like Biden will find excuse and reason to terminate. Now that didn't happen, and so Q will pay no penalty in the eyes of Q and followers for getting that wrong. But if they did get it right, then there would be proof that Q was correct. Yeah, since Q's first point was obviously untrue, and uh, number two wasn't getting much traction about him getting the questions ahead of time. Uh, Q and the followers decided to run with the idea that Biden was uh, was getting information from an earpiece during the debate. Now, this claim obviously got a boost because the Biden camp reportedly didn't agree to Trump's request for the candidates to commit to an earpiece inspection prior to the debates. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. But an earpiece apparently wasn't enough cybernetic enhancement for uh, some QAnon followers. They instead thought that Biden was also wearing some augmented reality contact lenses that provides yeah. him with a heads-up display. Dude, yeah, he was wearing a full VR kit. Did you not notice that? Here's what one said. Hashtag Biden's eyes. Biden was wearing an contact lens video display system at the debate. His eyes are normally blue, but they were not last night. 
I slowed it down so you can see the eyes focusing in different directions. And then it's wow. a very close-up picture of uh, the eyes focusing. Joe Biden's face. What if he's just like a fish or a reptile? I mean, isn't that te- easier? And the text says, notice the brown rings around the iris. I miss reptilian claims because Let me technology see. has ruined us. Now everything has to be high-tech gear that's invisible. And it probably is, too. That's the worst part. They probably both have, like, weird earpiece systems. I, I'm not getting it from the picture. I really... Yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. I'm looking for a heads-up display or trying some to get sort of, like... No. I, I just you really don't see it at all. I mean... Oh, oh, no, no, no. I think they're mistaking the look in his eyes, uh, which is actually just his life flashing before him. <laughs> uh, it's just very slow. We don't know when exactly that flashback will end, but when it does... Bye-bye. Uh. I mean, they're <laughs> pushing these theories, but basically the background is the belief that Biden is, like, so far gone mentally. He's, like, in the throes of dementia. He can't mm-hmm. function without, without you know, all these uh, this high-tech information coming into his ears and eyes. Mm-hmm. But, like, you need to actually be incredibly sharp, I thought, in order to get, like, you know, someone talking your ear and you've got, you know, an Iron Man uh, Biden, yeah, display. if he's truly but, in the throes of dementia, he's just going to think those are his own voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Biden is weekend at Bernie's, and then he's also uh, at the same time a mix of like Locutus of Borg <laughs> and a variety of other cybernetically enhanced badasses. It's it's unclear whether he's going to crush he's, us or collapse. Really. I think he's the most like um, video game character Adam Jensen from the uh, Deus Ex uh, mm. series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's what happens when you fuck with the sliders badly on Ark at this point. <laughs> For my next story, QAnon child abduction conspiracy theories impede actual efforts to stop human trafficking in Colorado. So this was reported by the Colorado Times recorder. Uh, Colorado's human trafficking hotline apparently has experienced a big increase in call volume over the past few weeks. Mm, Interesting. The explanation for the uh, sudden surge in activity, however, wasn't a new explosion in child trafficking in Colorado, but rather a massive social media campaign by QAnon groups. Members of numerous conservative Facebook groups promoted the Wayfair conspiracy theory, including Keep Colorado Free and Open, Make Colorado Red Again, Rise Up Citizens, Colorado, and Bikers for Trump Colorado, official. Now, typically, the hotline's primary purpose is to connect survivors with recovery services such as counseling or legal help. Unfortunately, the increase of conspiracy-induced calls made it harder for the hotline to do the crucial work of helping those people with immediate needs. Craig Nassan, the communications director of the nonprofit that runs the hotline, said this. Conspiracies like these muddy the water. They use elements of truth and they get people to jump to conclusions. The public perception of this crime influences our efforts to address it. So if that public perception is based in these conspiracies, then we aren't applying our resources as effectively as we could. Myths, misconceptions, and conspiracy theories about this crime aren't new, but this is as loud as we've seen the public perception influence efforts to address it. So, yeah, this is just... Something we're just seeing over and over again, yeah. where like, like it's like this this misinformation isn't harmless. Like the worst thing about the QAnon community isn't that they're wrong. There are lots of people who are wrong. Is that they're actively harming people and they're actively harming the causes that they claim that they care about. Also, these people are not able to work with a lot of the existing uh, organizations. That's why they create their own, both out of an immense amount of hubris and lack of education around this these issues, but also because they're fucking selfish and everyone thinks they're putting together a goddamn business in this country. So it's like, save the children, and then the next day it's save the children incorporated. You know, <laughs> and it's like, fuck, man. 
For my next story, business-oriented social network LinkedIn struggles to contain QAnon content. Honestly, this is one of those things where you see two monsters fight and you actually secretly are very much rooting for one. <laughs> I want QAnon to destroy and strangle LinkedIn. Destroy the entire community, pulverize it to the ground. I want it to look like fucking Idlib. I'm trying to imagine like what that kind of monster looks like. That's just, you know, devouring, you know, people in you know, professionally taken pictures and, yeah. you know, sort of uh, call-to-action seminars. I mean, what does it look like when, you know, blood libel fucking, like, Satanist cabal, like, sinks its teeth into the somewhat desperate world of LinkedIn? I mean, if, well. it, if it fits the, 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 the crime, they will be uh, talked to death in an unending series of bullet points where they describe how, like, their business was once like this, but now they are like this. Uh, and that's how we'll kill them. It's a a type of torture where you just read their own posts to them until they die. <laughs> so this was a really fascinating report from the Wall Street Journal. Apparently, an increasing number of LinkedIn users are identifying as QAnon followers openly and sharing QAnon content. Uh, this has prompted the Microsoft-owned platform to crack down on misinformation and conspiracy theories. Paul Rockwell, LinkedIn's head of trust and safety, said his threat intelligence team started noticing an uptick in QAnon-related activity on the site in recent months. LinkedIn has disabled searches for popular QAnon hashtags because of the amount of misinformation that resulted in searching for those hashtags. By the way, LinkedIn could have very easily avoided this. Unfortunately, they realized the only way forward is to do basically, you know, what like Twitter or Facebook does, which is algorithms and the feed, right? So they introduced that because then that allows for advertising because if you're being deprioritized, then you want to pay to be reprioritized or whatever. So they fell into this by basically trying to become like the other uh, infested uh, social media networks because the other side of LinkedIn, like you can't really infest that. It's just people's professional profiles and yeah. you want to go check who works where or apply for a job. But they had to be fucking Facebook, have a feed, control news and and monetize, of course. So, mm hmm. And where and wherever there's monetization, the the cracks split open and the but not even because <laughs> like Twitch is monetized, but it's not algorithmically in like accelerated. The delivery of the content is not of the next piece of content right. to you is not based on an algorithm. If there's a feed and there's an algorithm, we're fucked, boyos. Yeah, I'm sorry, boy. That's a big. I I'm discovered the that's internet. A, that's like a big like. I'm so so sorry, boy. Fuck, boy. <laughs> Fuck boy! Oh god boy! Oh god terribly wrong boy! How are we gonna fix this boy? Off the record, I actually know the guy who invented I went to high school with him. God, my high school produces only address. Only he actually left the company like sh like shortly after yeah, he actually, created it. Yeah, I don't it care. Because... It's a bit more like symbolic. Yeah. What's yeah. his address? Well, it's really more justice, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, else. Different. We do it for different reasons, right. but we're definitely doing it together. <laughs> right. It's clear. We've come in camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no. This is really. I meant off the record. Just, just. Uh, I meant off the record. Uh, and I'll probably leave it on the record and just go beep. Uh, but I do recommend we still kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it'll be too easy. I mean, I think it'll be too easy to figure it out. To figure out to get how to get into his house. <laughs> <laughs> too no, easy. Are you I saying he doesn't have a security system? Yeah, do, you have, do you know the code by chance? If you're saying it's easy, I mean, do you know his come? travel patterns? <laughs> I mean, uh, 
God damn it. In interviews, some QAnon followers on LinkedIn said that they received connection requests from fellow QAnon supporters. For example, the Wall Street Journal spoke to a QAnon follower named Berkeley Rupp. So Berkeley Rupp owns a Southern California hair salon, and he says that he frequently receives requests from QAnon followers. Rupp said that one turned into a business opportunity when he ended up buying three digital signs for the salon from a Q supporter he met on LinkedIn. But this is just kind of like, I don't know, like Alcoholics Anonymous or any kind of group that meets and gets to know each other. Yeah, yeah. It's I know. kind of just like, oh, know. that's cool that we're both into the same thing. And then you meet them through that and then you, you know, do a, a but, business deal that's But unrelated. we're talking about like what really makes a sort of a community or a movement solidify yes. is culture, right? Oh, yeah. No, you're, you're still talking as if the last two or three months hadn't happened. Right. You, you, this is beyond a culture, my friend. They're going to be the ruling class. <laughs> you will be the silent but like, minority, but like, this is like beyond. This is beyond like culture. This is like like economic ties, you know? They're building uh, each other up. This is actually like they're taking over your home. Also interviewed was David Gardner, a 33-year-old engineer for an auto industry company in Buffalo, New York. He added, where we go one, we go all to his profile sev several weeks ago. His recent posts are about the auto industry, but on LinkedIn's internal messenger, he mixes professional chatter and QAnon talk with his professional connections, who revealed that they also support the movement. Gardner was quoted as saying this. We're talking about professional things, and if a Q drop comes out, they come in and send me the link. So, yeah, you're talking about engineering stuff. It's like, hey, you see, hey, guys, yeah, you buddies. see the newest drop. By the way, you know that guy who uh, wrote in to say that, like, the the Intel community was pilled and he was on the inside and he heard a coworker pilling someone else and then I oh, jokingly yeah, yeah, yeah. accused it of being wrong? I think it was right. They wrote in and clarified to me. So, yeah, we do have some fucking just, uh, I mean, I guess I should not be surprised. I've been trying to yell at you guys how dumb... Uh, Almost all the heads of like these these giant fucking organizations like the FBI or the CIA are almost down I the mean, line. It, listen, Generals if, are stupid. If General Flynn, the head of the DIA, could get pilled, then obviously the, the intelligence community is uh, is rife with uh, with pills everywhere. But if you remember, he was overhearing someone red pilling someone at work, yeah, like being yeah. like, "Yeah, have you heard of this?" Gardner also said he considers himself a moderate QAnon supporter, saying, mm. "Are the elites eating children? No." But if there was evidence, then okay. So he's okay with it. He's like, well, they can eat the children if there's evidence. <laughs> like, Take them then. Then okay. You know what? If it exists, if it is real. Oh. Take my time. Oh, okay. Take my okay. time. Because, okay, then I'm prepared. You know what? They've, they've had behavioral issues from like seven. Okay? So take my child. You know, if that, look, if this is what the elites need. <laughs> then fine. To keep oppressing that's, us. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Yeah. You know? Hey, this, if this is what fuels the economy, I guess I have to sacrifice my Christian baby. <laughs> Canadian politician resigns after promoting unsubstantiated pandemic theory and interacting with QAnon followers. So this is a report from the CBC from a land where there are political consequences for carelessly slinging around nonsense. Oh, Canada. Daryl Cooper, the Saskatchewan party candidate for the electoral district Saskatoon Eastview, faced some tough questions about his beliefs after sharing an un evidence claim about how pandemics happen. In the post, one of them titled The Origin of COVID-19, Cooper summarizes that pandemics are triggered when a sunspot cycle lapses or is in its cooling period. What? And as a result, there is no heat to cook these little monsters, allowing them to penetrate our atmosphere and get through to the earth. They bring either new viruses and or mutate existing ones. So just just alien viruses <laughs> are attacking us. Little monsters. Someone has like learned everything from uh, like flu season ads. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> for nasal decongestant. It's not even ads, just like base, like park bench, like print ads. <laughs> I like, saw them, the little monsters. They're, they're there was a dad and a son. <laughs> when asked for comment, the Saskatchewan party issued a statement on Cooper's behalf, which said this. In May, I wrote a Facebook post sharing alternative <laughs> theories on pandemics. Clearly, this theory is not supported by science and is not credible. I have now deleted the post. It was later reported by the publication Press Progress that Cooper liked three QAnon tweets. This was evidently so scandalous that uh, Cooper resigned. The Saskatchewan party then issued this statement. The content and views that Mr. Cooper interacted with on social media are concerning and are not representative of the values of the Saskatchewan party, our leader, or our members. As such, the Saskatchewan party accepted his resignation. I mean, this is for liking three QAnon tweets. We're sending QAnon followers to Congress. And apparently in Canada, you could just just like a couple tweets and that's enough to you know get the boot from yeah. the party i mean <sighs> over the target he liked three q tweets yeah that's it he's over the target trump, trump on the verge of death uh first of all boys i want to say uh, happy red october to both of you thank this you is, of course yes, every this. every year yeah. q celebrates red october they don't know what red october means but they know it's something significant Red October is when you 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 put your hand to the fire again to check if if it still burns. You want to do that once a year. You put it right in the coals. Yeah, this October it was the president catching the deadly disease. Yes, that's right. That is pretty epic. What a QAnon denouement. So of course, uh, yes, QAnon had a lot of conspiracy theories about Trump getting COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. But before we get into that, I want to try and cover what we actually know about his catching the disease and his diagnosis, according to the best available reporting. So, so far, no one knows exactly what caused COVID to spread to Trump administration officials and other top Republicans. But a likely candidate is the September 26th White House ceremony nominating Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. Hey, if she pulled this one off, boys, she's a queen forever. (laughs) Attendees were extremely confident that the ongoing pandemic was no threat to them. Notorious ACBs just fucking drove by my president and murdered him. According to reporting from the Washington Post, guests were told that they did not need to cover their face. The no mask mantra applied indoors as well. There was a general don't be a pussy rule. Cabinet members, senators, Barrett family members and others mingled in tightly packed indoor receptions in the White House's diplomatic room and cabinet room. The first indication that something was amiss occurred when White House aide Hope Hicks started feeling symptoms while she was in Minnesota on Wednesday to attend Trump's rally there. Uh, She was photographed there licking the ketchup off William Barr's hands and smiling. (laughs) And on Thursday morning, Hicks tested positive. Hicks' diagnosis was kept secret from the public and even some of her own colleagues in the White House. Uh, Trump himself attended a fundraiser at Bedminster, New Jersey, which was held indoors with 18 big ticket donors. This is after she was, uh, you know, he was exposed to Hope Hicks, who was infected. So he went basically knowing this. But what a treat for these uh, these 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 donors. They get to pay a quarter million dollars yeah. to get infected with covid from the president himself. What hey, a, sometimes honor. you pay for one thing and they give you what you deserve instead. <laughs> Now, news of Hicks' infection came late in the evening, not from a public release by the White House, but rather a Bloomberg news report. 
So this had this had to be reported and it was confirmed from the White House. So there, the, this will really set the tone for how they're treating this infection. The White House is not being transparent whatsoever about this. So what what are the chances then that they were all at that um, that ACB confirmation thingy and like there was an Antifa Amazon drone that was spraying droplets down? Yeah, that's it. It's a COVID vial of COVID all Someone over. Someone ordered it to that address. They were just like Amazon now. Man, those <laughs> th- that drone would have dumped the vial in like a nearby <laughs> pond and nobody would have gotten sick. Those things can't do shit. After 9.30 p.m., Trump called into his friend Sean Handy's show on Fox News. Trump said that he had taken the test and was awaiting his results. On that program, Trump seemed to blame Hicks getting infected on her kissing and hugging the troops. You know, it's very hard when you're with soldiers, when you're with... Uh, airmen, you're with uh, the Marines and uh, I'm with and the police officers. I'm with them so much, and when they come over to you, it's very hard to say, "Stay back, stay back." You know, it's it's a tough kind of a situation. It's a terrible thing. So uh, I just went for a test, and we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? But you know Hope very well. She's fantastic, and she's done a great job. But it's very very hard uh, when you are. With people from the military or for law enforcement, and they come over to you and they they want to hug you and they want to kiss you because we really have done a good job for them. And you get close and things happen. I was surprised to hear with Hope, but she's a very warm person with them. And she she knows there's a risk. <laughs> no, no, I sucked off the troops. Wait, 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 wait. Hope was sucking off all the troops. Listen, listen, it's a big room and we're just bodies, you know? Where does one end and one begin? Who knows, man? Listen, hey, every time a troop comes up, he spits in my mouth and says, President, you've done such a great fucking job. What a good job you've done. What a good job you did! Now, in that appearance, uh, Trump makes it sound like he has not you know, received the results of that test quite yet. Uh, but recent reporting from the Wall Street Journal that just came in in the past hour uh, shows that apparently that was not true. This report says mm. Trump received a positive result on Thursday evening before making an appearance on Fox News in which he didn't oh, yeah. reveal those results. Instead, he confirmed early reports that one of his top aides had tested positive for coronavirus and mentioned the second test he had taken that night for which he was awaiting results. So he's just covering up openly lying i told tucker i told tucker i want you to put the cigar in your pussy <laughs> okay <laughs> too far Julian. yeah right <laughs> but i mean this yeah this is ama- amazing that the first thing that they had to do was like okay how how do we hide this from the american people well of course but that that's what every president does i mean uh jfk went for for surgery uh there was yeah, this this is not the first case. Yeah, this is, that is a good point. There actually there's a history of, of not disclosing medical conditions from Re- the press Reagan's and dementia. also the press the press being compliant with them. Yeah, like, Reagan's dementia. I mean, right. right now we're looking at two conspiracy theories just to hide that both Trump and Biden have dementia. Like, I don't think that's like a huge. I mean, these guys are fucking <laughs> glitching the fuck out all the time. They make almost no sense. <laughs> Uh, one in a very weak way and one in a crazy aggressive way. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, these are just yeah. two different types of melted grandpas. <laughs> like the one who becomes aggressive and the one who just kind of fades into a beige. <laughs> in a tweet around 1 a.m. on Friday, Washington time, Trump confirmed that he had contracted COVID. It is his most liked tweet ever, earning 1.3 million likes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yes, finally you're getting those likes, baby. Well, the algorithm is working as intended. By Friday afternoon, Trump's condition had worsened. 
He reportedly had a low-grade fever, a cough, and nasal congestion. According to the New York Times and the Associated Press, Trump was given supplemental oxygen at the White House. Trump and his team eventually decided he would go to Walter Reed Hospital, and he traveled there on Marine One. What if Trump came out of Walter Reed and we found out that it is true that he never had COVID, but he just has like just big old tits, just amazing <laughs> pair of double D's, <laughs> fully recovered, baby. Come Saturday morning, there were still unanswered questions about the president's condition. In a press conference outside of Walter Reed Medical Center, the president's physician, Dr. Sean Conley, said that Trump's symptoms were resolving and improving and that he was being treated with an antibody cocktail. But confusingly, Dr. Conley said that Trump was diagnosed with COVID 72 hours ago, which would mean that he was diagnosed on Wednesday, which, if true, would mean that Trump attended a rally and a fundraiser while knowing he was infected. Just 72 hours into the diagnosis now, the first week of COVID, and in particular days 7 to 10, are the most critical in determining the likely course of this illness. This guy looks like a mix of Glenn Greenwald and John Mulaney. I see it. (laughs) If they just have like a perfect love child. But in a later statement, Dr. Conley said that he meant to say day three, not 72 hours. Mm, Whoops. So since Trump was diagnosed on Thursday evening, Saturday would mark day three since the diagnosis. So already a train wreck. Uh, Conley was also evasive about whether Trump was had been on supplemental oxygen. But in a follow up press conference on Sunday, he did confirm that Trump was put on oxygen. When asked why he didn't just say that the previous day, here's what Dr. Conley said. I was trying to reflect the, the, uh, the upbeat attitude that the team, the president, that his course of illness has had. Um, I didn't want to give uh, any, uh, any information that might uh, steer the, uh, the course of illness in another direction. Um, and in doing so, uh, you know, it came off uh, that we were trying to hide something, which wasn't necessarily true. The information steers the illness. They definitely have like a CIA like like shock ring on yeah. him somewhere. Oh, like yeah, his he body's looks being nervous like... and caged. Oh yeah, it's like, no, I no, no. Can't this say is the wrong thing up here. Yeah. This no, guy's a they're... Manchurian candidate at this point. I think the this CIA is very is fully scary. I mean, onboarded him. He's been through MK Ultra experiments for the last two weeks for sure. I mean, they've got to be on full alarm because, like, at the end of the day, even though yeah, like it's it's Trump, so we don't think of him as the president. It's like the president of the United States is like in his mid seventies or late 70s or whatever he eats like shit drinks a shit ton of fucking diet coke at this doesn't point it, like i mean this has got to be a real uh they've got to be really worried i think of course I think oh, they're don't really do the worried. lib thing of like of trying to be like well you know the do- the circumstances of his illness meanwhile you know you're fapping about him actually dying and i know the libs do it on tv and they're I, just yo, like I oh think well he, isn't it interesting the latest no, development about him. in the I'm lung sure, clot i'm sure the doctors around him are genuinely concerned and they this can't... doctor is not a doctor well, when i look at this guy's face i'm dissociating they I, I would expect his eyes to turn black Trump? and his mouth to open and just marbles to pour out i wouldn't fucking know the difference anymore i don't i don't not believe that he's got like a like an extendable like punching glove like but you know <laughs> under his sleeve no i think that you know the problem with trump is that it's like oh my god he wants to project strength i mean it's, he's all about his image that's the only thing in the world he cares about now his image is shit because he's in the hospital now yeah, he, he can't like we can't have his doctor come out saying like yeah yeah he's, yeah, he's well he's, he's not looking good but we're doing our best no 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 he has to be like oh, oh no everything's looking fine no worries here to make matters even more confusing white house chief of staff mark meadows contradicted the white house physician's upbeat statement mere moments after they were made Meadows told the Associated Press that the following two days would be critical and that Trump went through a very concerning period on Friday. 
Meadows said this, We're still not a clear path yet to a full recovery. To make matters more confusing still, that statement from Meadows was soon contradicted by Mark Meadows. Oh, yeah. In the statement to Reuters, Meadows said this, The president is doing very well. He is up and about and asking for documents to review. (laughs) The doctors are very pleased with his vital signs. I have met with him on multiple occasions today on a variety of issues. So it sounds like... Mark Meadows got yelled at for uh, saying the wrong thing. Do you think Trump has shrunk and he looks like those aged kids in Akira now and he's like in the nursery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just he can see through all time. They've got him on so many fucking experimental viruses. He's just like his his third eye is actually opening. We might see awakened Trump. You know, if he comes out of this, he might actually be able to go super Saiyan in some way. We don't know. I mean, I think I think it really this whole incident really shows like the the I don't know the contempt they had for transparency. Like mm-hmm. their first instinct is to cover up and lie. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. But fail in a way where you're confused if that was also tactical because it, it's like it's spectacular. Mark Meadows was caught on camera by a live feed saying he wants to be off the record. So then they brought him on the record because other people were breaking it because it had actual just documented evidence and it wasn't about the record anymore. You could see him saying that thing. Yeah. So it's just the whole thing fucking melted and then he went on uh yeah like some right-wing media right like didn't he do several media appearances or whatever it's like what is going on this is the chief of staff yeah exactly what the fuck is happening and like why is it i don't know it's like also it's it's so cynical too you know the administration demonizes the media trump himself demonizes anonymous sources and now in order to get accurate information to the public they have to you know uh use the media and be anonymous it's so hypocritical. Axios White House correspondent Jonathan Swan wrote about his frustrating attempts to get a straight answer from his sources. I have tried to get a straight answer from the White House since then about what is going on and why we are being fed official contradictions. The bottom line, multiple sources in the White House and on the campaign have reached out since Meadows' statement and said they are utterly perplexed about what's going on. They, like us, have little confidence in what they are being told. So this is kind of the amazing thing. It isn't just that Trump is lying to the American people in the public. He also apparently systematically lies to his most loyal lieutenants in the White House, his supporters. He bullshits them, too, to the point that they don't even know what the fuck's going on. Do you think that there is no 5D chess Trump, but Trump has accidentally melted into a, a, a basically unintentional Surkov? Like he's like an outsider artist of the Surkovian Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't realize he's doing it. No, it's yeah, right. the drunken he's style. A natural. It's the drunken style. It's the style. drunken style. <laughs> That's it. And so with very little reliable, accurate information about Trump's condition available, that left plenty of room for conspiracy theories and wild speculation to roam free. And it did. Generally, QAnon followers weren't worried at all about the diagnosis and were in fact elated at the news. Many believe that Trump isn't at all uh, threatened by the disease because he has claimed that he is taking the malaria drug hydroxychloroquine to protect himself from COVID. This is despite the fact that the FDA has warned against the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID outside of the hospital setting or a clinical trial due to risk of heart rhythm problems. Here's what Trump said in May. But I get a lot of tremendously positive news on the hydroxy and I say, hey, You know the expression I've used, John? What do you have to lose? Okay, what do you have to lose? So I I have been taking it for about a week, for about a week and a half. At some point, every day, I take a pill every day. I've got a little bean, and it makes a stock. (laughs) When I put it in the ground, it makes a stock. When the hosts of the 24-hour QAnon livestream show Patriot Soapbox learned of the diagnosis, 
they were comforted by the idea that Trump would be protected by his hydroxychloroquine regimen. So they test positive, right? And they take hydroxychloroquine and zinc. It's, it's and they come out fine. How do you how do you listen argue to me. with that? Right? I mean, no. Listen to me. It's not even that. Maybe what if there's like that antibody treatment or there is the vaccine? Listen to what I'm telling you. What better way? To show the world it works. Well, and quarantine could also be important at this time if yeah, it's time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, because the old POTUS will be well insulated, right? And, and Castle Lock, anybody? Castle Lock? The, uh, no one's getting in the castle. I okay. mean, either way, we, we still got to pray. You know what I mean? 100%. Just, of course. Well, yeah. you should. So hydroxy is also a treatment. It's more than just a prophylactic. It is, well. but I'm sure you've yes. been on that, though. Supposedly, that's, that was the prophylactic, remember? Correct. Wait, what is he fucking on about with the prophylactic? So prophylactic, what he's talking about is like there's the claim that Trump was basically taking it preventatively in order to prevent him from right. from take from uh, contracting COVID. And they blow past the, the fact that it did not fucking work like they, they did not update their beliefs whatsoever about the uh, effectiveness of that particular treatment as a prophylactic. Hydroxychloroquine, it'll stop you from getting it. So he's got it. So he's, he's good. He's on the hydroxychloroquine. Now, in truth, uh, there is no evidence that Trump was ever treated with hydroxychloroquine. That angered one particular advocate of the treatment, Dr. Stella Emanuel. Now, you may recall Stella Emanuel, that is a Houston-based doctor who is the star of a viral video in July in which she claims that she has successfully treated patients with hydroxychloroquine. That video was even retweeted by Trump himself. It was later revealed that she holds to a number of bizarre claims, such as that endometriosis is in fact caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. Yeah, who can forget the demon sperm? Here's what Dr. Emanuel tweeted on Friday. Instead of giving the president of the United States a known safe drug, they gave him some experimental antibody stupidness. This is so dumb. Please, POTUS family, you guys, wake up. Give him hydrochloroquine, Z-Pack, and zinc ASAP. 11,000 likes. And she tags the entire Trump family, basically. She was not the only one to encourage Trump to take the drug. Andy Biggs, the Congress member from Arizona's 5th District, also asked Trump to start taking it. I wish them well. I wish them a speedy recovery. I encourage them to get on the regimen that so many uh, experts and doctors around the uh, world have uh, relied on, and the observational studies, more than 50, have in indicated that early um, uh, detection of the COVID can best be treated with the hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and z regimen. I hope that they're able to get that and have a speedy recovery. So I, I just, it's so remarkable. He's Stella pilled. None of these people can like update their beliefs in reaction to the new evidence. No, the fact that Trump is not being treated with this, you know, I think would tell you something. It would give you a clue about how effective Trump's physician thinks it really is. But no, they say like, no, it's still effective and he ought to take it. And then why isn't he doing it? I know. Why, why is this working? Why isn't his entire medical team, you know, at Walter Reed giving him the, the miracle drug that you said is good, Mr. President? A lot of QAnon followers reason that he can't actually be isolated for a disease they believe has an effective treatment. So that means that he must be isolated for something else. Specifically, they believe that Trump must be put in a protective environment while the storm of mass arrest finally brings down the deep state. Some even cited this November 1st, 2017 Q drop to support that theory. POTUS will be well insulated slash protected on Air Force One and abroad specific locations classified, while these operations are conducted due to the nature of the entrenchment 
It is time to take back our country and make America great again. QAnon followers attempted to decode Trump's tweet announcing his diagnosis, which includes the phrase, we will get through this together. Many speculated that here Trump was really saying, we will get through this to get her. Her, of course, being Hillary Clinton. Yeah, he's still Uh, thinking about that even on his deathbed. Right, no. He's like, please plot that execution. Please figure that Gitmo thing out. I know. Mark Meadows is like, Jesus Christ, Mr. President. <laughs> no. They, I mean, they, God, they want her in prison so bad. Now she's just podcasting. She's just doing this bullshit that we're doing now. And like, it's, it's so, they want her in prison so fucking bad. It's the only thing that I can think about. Oliver Stone Nixon style scene and Mark Meadows walks in. The president's like in his robe, like at the window, kind of staring out listlessly. Mark Meadows is like, are you all right, sir? He's just kind of shuddering and he's like, I think she's ovulating. (laughs) Several QAnon followers noticed that uh, politicians were tweeting that they wished Trump a speedy recovery. That phrase was used by Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and Bernie Sanders uh, uh, to the dismay of a lot of supporters. If you notice his mentions underneath uh, Bernie's tweet. That's true. He didn't do what all the Bernie bros want him to do and just post, like, suck a dick and die. No, no. no, (laughs) Mr. President, suck my dick and die. Yeah. Now, while you blue-pilled normies might think that speedy recovery is just a common phrase that people use when talking about the sick, QAnon followers knew that something else much more significant was afoot. For example, here's what QAnon promoter Bruno Barking tweeted. A speedy recovery refers to Attorney General James Speed, who successfully argued for swift military tribunals, not civilian trials, for the conspirators in the assassination plot of President Abraham Lincoln. He put an at sign instead of one of the A's in assassination. Yeah, he didn't want to get caught by the Twitter's algorithm. Yeah, didn't want to get banned or blocked. That's what people do. A lot of people just plan assassinations. They use the word assassination and they switch out one of the A's. So it's a, it's a better way to do it than just planning it with the original word. Hey, man, look, the ampersand throat must throw the algorithms for a real loop. Well, as we've learned recently, they just plain do because we're not dealing with the brightest here. That's true. Other QAnon followers speculated that Trump was deliberately infected with COVID as part of an assassination attempt. Oh, shit. For example, here's what InfoWars correspondent Deanna Lorraine tweeted. I'm just going to say what we're all thinking. Trump was fine until the debate where they set up microphones and podiums for him. Incubation period is usually two to three days. He tests positive a couple days after the debate. I put nothing past the left. Nothing. So they, they, wow. they, what they did is they, they dropped uh, some virus on Trump's microphone. They just sprinkled it out of yeah. a little vial. Yeah. Still, other QAnon followers had more exotic theories, such as this one I found on Twitter. What if, and this is a huge what if, POTUS didn't return to D.C. after the Minneapolis rally. What if he's been on Air Force One since then, and we saw a body double? The White House staff gathered outside when he left for the debate. What if they were seeing their commander-in-chief off to war? 667 likes for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he thought Trump was on a jet, but there was an alternate theory that Trump was actually on a submarine. Of course. On Saturday evening, Trump released a video of himself speaking from the hospital. QAnon follower Carrie For Truth, who is supposedly the wife of the Broward County QAnon cop. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. She tweeted out this. Trump's video is swaying up and down. Hunt for Red October is about a submarine. Depth, 50 feet. Zero bubble. Rigged for red is a ship term. Watch the water. Trump is safe under the water in a military submarine. Sleep peacefully <laughs> tonight. The plan is underway. Ah, oh. yo, 
here's uh, one of the many things that's baffling to me about QAnon is the fact that, you know, they purport that, well, the thing about Q is that we get the truth, right? We figure out what's really going on, what the MSM isn't telling us. But you can't even figure out whether or not Trump is up in the sky or down below the waters. You know jack shit. I can tell you one thing, Travis. He's not here on this plane. You're also above me or below me. Ignoring that he can be in two planes at once because Trump is an astral being. (laughs) Right. But what has Q said on this matter? Now, as of this recording, absolutely nothing. Huge opportunity, massive world news. Q has not had a single post about Trump's uh, COVID diagnosis. It must take whoever's writing it like four days to be like, okay. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) They're brainstorming. It's like me when I sit down to write these stories, like write my stories yeah, and stuff. But like, no. you know, like you know, four days before, like I I start writing it, I sit down, and I'm like, hmm, what would be the best? They always go quiet during these periods. It's true, always. You know, because here's the thing: I think that there's a, a really common co- misconception that Q, like, it just uh, tells exactly what the QAnon community what to think, and there is some of that. But I think it's how it works now is that basically the QAnon community they do their crowdsourced reality stuff, where they come up with a good alternative narrative that's catchy and exciting to them, and then Q waits to see what it is, to see what sort of spreads, and then Q regurgitates that back to the QAnon community. It creates this kind of feedback loop. Where, where like, you know, the QAnon community generates the narrative, Q repeats it, and then that narrative spreads even further because of that. This is how all games are developed nowadays. The the entitled, uh, you know, whiny, complainy, you know, users, you know, yell at the devs on Twitter <laughs> and they get the fucking, you know, the mechanics changed. And right. it's just this is how it this is how it works. That's now. basically it. Q is just does fan service now. Q is just sort of a shitty conspiracy theorist drudge report shit where he just sends out links to whoever's trending on Twitter. And also Q just, uh, you know, waits for the Q fans to uh, drum up something good and then repeat it. I just want to do spiritual warfare against Blizzard when they edit out boobs. I just want to <laughs> fucking calm down on them and crush them with God's God's whole army at my back. Absolutely. <laughs> because they fucking nerfed. They nerfed my hero. All right. This is the, the Gamergate podcast. We're bringing that up. We got bored of QAnon. We're going even further <laughs> back in time. Yeah, we're going to regress. What did you expect? <laughs> the Storm, Storm 2. two. COVID edition. In the 21st century, 15 years before the social wars, really the beginning of America's fall to fascism can be traced back to an event now referred to as the storm. Initially, people believed that the storm would take place in 2018 and again in 2019. However, those dates came and went with little fanfare. Oddly enough, it wasn't until October of 2020 that the events known as the storm kicked off after United States President Donald J. Trump contracted a deadly virus that had been ravaging the country and the world at large. With the president dead, intelligence agencies and warring deep state factions scrambled to regain control of the country. Some people believed the president had been murdered by members of the opposing party. Others weren't sure he was even dead at all. The latter were correct. The president's body had been frozen just seconds before (laughs) inevitable death and was being stored in a cylindrical block of ice in a remote location near New Mexico. Using technology first discovered in the film Jurassic Park, government scientists drilled into the ice and extracted both the president's DNA and a large section of his hippocampus, the area in the brain associated with storing memories. Eventually, in a secret underground military bunker outside of Irvine, California, 
a decision was made to go forward with Project Genome, in which a perfect clone of the president would be incubated over a 72-hour period. The project was helmed by Dr. Andrew French and Samuel Wood of the biotechnology company Stemogen, who had successfully created the first mature human embryos in 2008. The first version failed as the clone became self-aware. There was a particularly terrifying encounter where it attacked a White House intern before a nearby janitor was able to subdue it with a broom. <laughs> French realized that in order for the transition to be seamless, the clone had to be tricked into thinking the final memories from the original host were merely a dream. Otherwise, it would not be able to process the memory of its own death and would almost instantly become violent. And so a plan was hatched in the middle of the night on Halloween of 2020. A heavily sedated, fully mature clone was dressed in a hospital gown and gently placed on a bed on the second floor of Walter Reed Medical Center. When the clone awoke, the acting cabinet members were to imprint on it almost instantly to ensure it remained under their control. As small arms fire echoed out from suburban blocks all across the country, top officials waited with bated breath to see whether their big baby would wake up happy. <laughs> If, like, Mark Meadows is giving it the tit, you know, to be like, you need to accept me as mother. Top officials waited with bated breath to see whether their big baby would wake up happy or violently angry and confused. To everyone's surprise and relief, it worked. After sleeping for 11 hours, TR 45.0.2 opened its eyes to a surprise party with balloons and cake. It was congratulated on beating the disease, reminded that it's the president, and presented with a dozen ceremonial medals. <laughs> Officials were initially concerned that the public might reject the idea of the president suddenly no longer being dead, but surprisingly, they accepted it almost instantly and continued to argue over who was winning. In those early monitoring days, Dr. French noted that, like its predecessor, TR-45 was incredibly affected by the vivid memory of its own death, even as a dream. It became more visibly meek, with far fewer vocal outbursts. It began pacing back and forth throughout the West Wing, reading about all the horrible things it had done prior to falling ill. Advisors had to stop TR-45 numerous times from recording soppy apology videos and posting them to Twitter. This was the first unrealistic part of the story because you said that the Trump, even the clone, read, was doing reading <laughs> instead of learning through the television. <laughs> it had been caught at least twice attending tea parties with Speaker Pelosi, the then leader of the opposing party. As a result of the president's new lease on life and his message of support and compassion, enthusiasm waned. Without the promise of bloodshed, conservative voters sat the 2020 election out, and Democratic candidate Joe Biden was brought out of cryo-freeze to claim victory and famously died then and there at the podium, leaving the fate of the country to his running mate, Senator Harris. In the days after leaving the White House, TR-45 was escorted to a luxurious compound and left there. With its wife and kids seemingly on an endless vacation, the clone began to enjoy its newfound freedom and untold riches. Neighbors complained when a satellite dish the size of a small boat showed up on the roof of the Mar-a-Lago compound. The fastest internet ever installed in a residential residence. <laughs> the construction lasted around eight weeks and cost an estimated $250 million. There's no way to be sure, but some experts estimate with a dish of that size and caliber, one would be able to download the entire written works of all of mankind in just under a minute. Historians believe it was somewhere around this time TR45.0.2 was introduced to YouTube. It began watching countless oh, right-wing no. conspiracy videos oh, no. and participated in over a dozen Facebook groups with similar oh, content. 
You twisted fuck. It watched influencers argue for hours about how a deep state had sabotaged its historical term in office, all in service of a satanic cabal hell-bent on turning children into life serum. On March 11th of 2021, TR45 launched its own YouTube channel, using its near-endless funds to procure the highest quality equipment. With no one to control it, the clone began to co-sign every conspiracy known to man. Microchip vaccines, underground bases, clones. Its already rabid following devoured the content, growing more and more violent each day. People became overwhelmingly paranoid, calling the police on their neighbors, claiming they could hear children being murdered in the basement. Soon the violence bubbled over into the street. At first it seemed random, but soon organizations began raising millions of dollars to defend the pedo hunters, as they called them, in court. Once peaceful progressives began to arm themselves, worried of being singled out randomly in the street. All the while, TR45.0.2 continued to produce hours and hours of content, unbound by the constraints of money, responsibilities, or time. It acquired an impressive roster of former politicians and pundits who were more than happy to have been, quote, right all along. In early November of 2021, almost a year after being voted out of the White House, clone TR45 would release its most infamous video, where it called for the execution of the Democrat Five, accused of spying on its campaign and cheating it out of the presidency. The video spread like wildfire, and various militia groups used it as the justification for committing domestic acts of terrorism against both politicians and American citizens alike. Indeed, the storm had arrived, but as it turned out, in the real version, Donald Trump didn't have to lift a finger. Chapter 17, to be continued. Oh my God. Actually, this is really likely to happen now that I have heard the whole story, I believe it. It's the most likely. And so this was from a book? Yeah, this is from um, World War Q. Uh, oh, right. This is a, a sort of a com uh, an alternate history uh, compendium right. um, that I'm working on. Oh, you? you. Pen, yeah. pen name? Or are you going to release this under our, our name with our podcast attached? I don't know. No, I'm currently working on a deal of how to cut you both out of the profits. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I think it could be good. I mean, we're already thinking about potential movie deals. I'm, Listen, I'm looking we're at already Brad planning Pitt, how to but... fall apart once we start our solo careers. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Caziviel is, is, is in talks, of course, to be whatever the Neo of this world. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. When you subscribe, you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent. We usually stream twice a week at twitch.tv slash QAnon Anonymous. And for everything else, we have QAnonAnonymous.com. You can find merch there, a link to our Discord, access to the lost episodes, that's two to six, etc. Listener, Listener, until next until week, next week. May, the may the deep dish bless you, bless you and keep you. Good Sunday morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday Morning Futures. I'm Maria Bartiromo. It is the powerful image that is sure to be a marker of this unprecedented moment in American history. The president of the United States can be seen here displaying tremendous courage on Friday while being transported to Walter Reed Medical Center after both he and First Lady Melania Trump tested positive for coronavirus just one day earlier. Coming up this morning, Arkansas Senator Tom Kahn with his reaction to the news and how it could impact Amy Coney Barrett's Supreme Court confirmation hearings, set to begin on October 12th. In the middle of it all, a major development this morning in the Russian collusion hoax, with never-before-seen Russian intelligence now implicating Hillary Clinton and President Obama in a campaign plan to, quote, stir up a scandal against then-candidate Donald Trump during the 2016 election. Congressman Devin Nunes, along with Kevin McCarthy, they were both briefed on the bombshell report 
Earlier this week, they will tell us why the FBI's plot to take down President Trump was even worse than they thought. We'll also hear from former acting DNI Rick Grinnell this morning, who was instrumental in exposing deep state corruption on why it took four years for this revelation to surface. All that and a lot more right now as we look ahead on Sunday Morning, Sunday Morning Futures. Morning Futures.